0: All right, so I I don't know what's wrong with me. I think that I'm feeling really insecure. I don't know what the insecurity is really from. I think I'm second guessing a lot of the things I've been doing. So I'm gonna really try not to hit the re-record button. <laughs> I've deleted like the first eight to ten minutes of each episode so far that I've tried to record. Like, I really had today's episode situated, but you know how it goes with me. But anyways, hello, I'm your host, Soggy Socks. Welcome back. Um, Belgium, you are now number one again. Um, I don't know what I left off on the last episode, but I, yeah, I think you're, you're number one again. Thank you for being the number one listener <laughs> to this podcast. It It helps me out. And it's very nice, actually, you know, like, the listener count has been going up for the most part. Not really decreasing. It's still a very, 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 very small podcast. But, nonetheless, I'm very proud of actually, like, me keeping up with it. And and that this is, like, a place that I feel really comfortable, like, talking about stuff. But, <sighs> Here's the thing. I think that I touched on this in the episode where I was talking about new year, new fears. And at some point, the past is going to catch up to me. And I think I've always been afraid of that happening because I have such a crazy family. I have, to an extent, some crazy people I grew up with. And I also have just craziness in my own blood of course. So when I was younger, I, I don't know, I did so many crazy things. But today's episode is going to be focused on talking about patience, okay? Losing patience and, I don't know, feeling overwhelmed about, about things, you know? I'm going to talk about um, bottling things up, basically. Because I feel like I'm to the point where I'm overdue on venting about certain things and it's not like I don't have several different outlets to go to. It's just that I, I think that it's so much stuff at one time that I, I just can't process talking about everything. Like, there's so much stuff to fill out. There's so many responsibilities I have to fill out financially. I'm always worried about bills and missing payments here and there. I blink and then there's someone else, like, texting me to do something. And then, like, you know, I have the server online and then I have, like, stuff that I like to distract myself with. I've been trying to work on um, my apartment, my the cleanliness of it, and be consistent. I have been, which is really great. I've been meal prepping. I've been trying to, you know, cut down on the grocery bill, Try not to have things go to waste. I'm just trying to balance all of this shit. And I think that this shit is, um, eating away at my sanity a little bit. I, I feel good, but at the same time, I feel really, really bad. And it, it's really hard to explain. It's like such an uncomfortable place because I know, that I don't want to get depressed again. Unfortunately, though, to be just really, really transparent about it, I, I will always, I think, have these thoughts for a long time until I deal with the really hard stuff. And I, I'm i even out of breath thinking about it. But, um, like, you know, today I'm off of work. And that was because I had an appointment and I'm going to be getting a psychological assessment for some stuff. And it's been a long time coming. I've definitely needed to do this for a a while, but it also had to come from a place where I felt more comfortable being honest. And if you had told me that I was going to have one when I was younger, I would freaking cry. I would definitely lie also. I wouldn't be as honest as I was today in my intake session. Um, <laughs> You know, like, I was it, sobbing and I wasn't even trying to, like, cry because I was sad for the mo Like, I was sad, actually. Okay? I was sad. But I was, I wasn't even trying to, like, really, like, I think there's so much repressed in me And I really think back to it. I try to downplay it a lot. But my childhood was really traumatic. Um, As much as I try to downplay it, I really can't. And I think something else came up for me. Like, while I'm thinking about that, like, something came up for me. And it's just that I get that other people are going through a lot. And I don't have the worst life ever. I know that I don't have a great one. But I know that I don't have the complete worst crazy shit ever. I mean, it's, uh, some of it is crazy, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, and and some of that could just be me trying to defend that I am normal, but I'm not. So, I don't know. It's It's a mixed bag of things, you know. But one thing that's super irritating to me lately has been... People downplaying my own stuff and then overdoing their own things. And I get you going through stuff. I 100% understand that each person deals with trauma, deals with hardships, deals with even positivity in a different way than I do. They process things differently. Their perspectives are different. The way of thinking, their way of being, their way of talking, their way of seeing, it's all different. It's all different. It's all a different, big mix with marbles. But what makes us all the same is that we're all human. We're all capable of the similar, like, similar functions. And we can all be able to connect, in a way, um, through the five senses, you could say, okay? And I know not everyone has access to the five senses, but, you know, to the most part, people... Can connect. And that's what makes us a very powerful group is that we can connect in many different ways. And it's not just in the emotional way. It can be, you know, of course, physical. It can be in smell. It can be in in, um, speech. It can be in listening. Um, It just depends on how we're connecting and what intentions we're going in with. And when I find that people are highly reactive to things and that they are very dismissive of their own behavior, I tend to pull away because it reminds me a lot of my family. And my family always making me feel like I'm the liar. I'm always the problem. It's always me doing the things it wasn't them triggering me pushing me to the limits. It wasn't them saying something to upset me. It was me because I'm reactive and I'm an angry person by nature. And I grew up a lot dealing with people telling me how I am going to be. This is who you are. You can't change it. It's who you are. You're an angry person and you're gonna live a life that's exactly like everyone else. And... I guess that I just am really fucking stubborn because it doesn't ever sit well with me. And I know that I'm not going to preach and say that, you know, I can be whatever the fuck I want and blah, blah, blah. I, of course, I have limitations to things like everyone has limitations to things. And I, of course, do have some of those traits, um, admittedly, like I do get upset. But you know what? I've done a lot of work from my youth, starting from when I was really, really young, of how to unlearn some of the behavior from my family, and which is why they drive me particularly crazy, and why I have a really hard time holding back. Um, it's always going to be a topic that's hard for me to talk about without like tearing up, and I, and I avoid it as much as possible to talk about. And um, over time, hopefully, I'll, I will feel confident enough to tell my story in a way that I I feel like it's honest, it's full of integrity, it's what you know I remember to be true from my past, and I don't want these misconstrued ideas and perspectives of my own family to influence my memories of things and how they've hurt me so badly. And that it all is summed up to, I had no self-control when I was younger. And of course, like, I, like, what fucking, what kid has the best self-control in the world? Um, I'm really not, I'm really not trying to do that. I don't want to, um, upset myself either. Just a lot of people, not a lot of people, Okay. Not a lot of people have been upsetting me, but there have been, um, little things adding up over time, okay? Here's one of them, um, twice in the same fucking day, people at the cash register could not give me change. So I paid in cash and for some reason people can't pull out a calculator, I don't know, I know that math is not my strongest suit in the world, but um, it's not hard to use a calculator or to at least use a system that you have because it calculates things. And I clearly needed like 90 cents back and it was like so simple. And she just kind of like looked at me like I was the idiot for even asking for 90 cent back. But 90 cents to me gets me candy from like work machines. So, you know, like every penny counts. And then also like when I was paying for food at like the restaurant like I understand it was a little overwhelming for her because it was a hundred dollar bill but (laughs) you know like I just I just felt like I was letting little things like that slide like it would be like three dollars short or something and like be fine with it and I'd move on and let it go and whatever but then when the 90 cent one came around I just was like no not again and it was in the same day. So, you know, like, this is what, this is what I'm trying to say. is like, little things have been building up. And um, I, I know that to some people, their interaction with other human beings can be difficult. And that, for example, I don't realize how much of a weight my words and actions have to someone until they tell me how much of an impact it had. Um, because I'm not a mind reader, but I can read body language well. I could get my point across, you know, if we're engaging in a conversation or I physically am with you in a room or something like that. Like I'm, I'm a pretty social person. So I tend to have a higher, um, EQ you could say. And I get proven time and time again that that's just not enough to really understand how people really are feeling because, of course, people are what say it with me now people are dishonest, people are super dishonest, people don't like to tell other people that they're uncomfortable about something or that you know, um, how they really feel about you, and that your words actually are the closest thing. To getting an actual friend than they've ever had before, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but recently there have been a couple of instances, like I, like I would say like a handful in the last few months, where I've just been kind of faced back into the social world. I took a, a, a like a ejection, like I ejected myself out of social spaces for a couple months because of how severely depressed I was. And if you remember the episode where I said, um, what the episode Listen and Learn, where that boy who was um, my coworker at the time was giving me advice and it sparked something in me and it made me realize how much I do like being a social person and I do want to continue living, and it really made me want to do stuff again that I normally did and was talk to others. So, um, my bad, <laughs> because I also remember now, uh, and I've had to explain this a lot, a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, in most, in all areas of my life, I've had to explain this. Uh, probably over a hundred times. Yeah. In the last month. And we're not even that far into March. I had to explain this to my manager. I've had to explain this to my coworkers. I've had to explain this to like discord. I had to explain this to other people I have met online. I've had to explain this to my friends outside of work. I've had to explain this to my old coworkers. I've had to explain this to my other old coworkers. You know, I know lots of people. Okay. I know lots of freaking people. I love people. I love picking their brains. I love understanding them. I love spending time with them. I love just being with people. Okay? I just like it. It's kind of fun. It's nice. But it's exhausting. Especially when I'm the kind of person that also loves to get to know them on a deeper sense than what others are used to. And I don't... For the feedback I've gotten so far is that I don't really push people. They just kind of let it out. Whether they feel comfort- comfortable or not. Because I've been a lot more vulnerable this time around um, with others. So I've let bits and pieces of information Let I am going through a hard time. And you know it's difficult and yada yada yada. Like I've just been a little bit more expressive about it. You know, I learned a lot from that kid, even though he didn't work with me very long. He had a strong impact. And see, this is another thing. He probably has no fucking clue what he even did for me. And like, he's probably thinking, that's some weird ass bitch. Like, why does she like, like me so much? But, you know, like, you really don't understand the impact you can have on other people is my point. And so, explaining to other people that it's draining... And that I feel exhausted by people now, like it. W- it felt like I was being energized before, but now I'm being exhausted because it's to the point where it's um, so many people at one time talking to me. So, um, like, like every single day, there's at least like six people, right? And and I, the number is actually sometimes a lot bigger because of course I work. So, you know, I'm always meeting these same people and there's bigger groups there. So, I'll be meeting different people and, of course, my phone, I'll get text. And last weekend, it was just crazy hectic because we had a time change and my sleep schedule is already crap. So, you know, that exhausted me. But then there was not one plan already booked in place for Saturday, but there was four plans f- over the course of the whole weekend. And well, thankfully I have a three-day weekend, like it's a three-day work week. But unfortunately, on the other side of that is I have to make extra money on the weekend by delivering groceries and such, you know, I, I kind of have to make my bills. And so money is especially tight um, with me, as many people know. And so, I don't know, I guess... So many people invited me to things and it was kind of difficult to say no because of how long I have been saying no. So the first person asked me two days before um, Friday, so Wednesday, they asked me if I was free to go to their birthday dinner and I had skipped out on meeting during Christmas. I had skipped out on another thing beforehand. So I thought, oops. I better go to this because it seems like I'm avoiding them at this point. I feel like it's kind of not fair. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll come to the thing. And I'm like checking my bank account, like panicking. You know, oh, there's only like $150 left in here. And I have to have gas money for Monday. Um, and then there was another birthday that happened. <laughs> and then I had another person's thing I was invited to but for Sunday and I was like oh I don't know if I can make it and then that person was like super super depressed and I know I got invited because it was even more reason for them to come and uh, I don't know That sounded kind of like, kind of sounded like egotistical of me. Because they invited me because they knew that other person would come. Like, that's not really what I mean. It's just like, you know, the more people that person knew going, they would invite. I had to think about that. I was like, I don't want it to sound like I'm the most popular person in the world. Because I'm really not. But, yeah. So, I was invited. And then on... Saturday, I had already planned to go to a co-worker's a month in advance because I kept also ignoring them and saying like, hey, you know what? I don't have any money, so I can't really come all the way an hour away to go hang out with you guys. So I just was like, fuck, like fuck. And not only that, apparently two weeks before or a week before, I can't remember, it was probably a week before. I had asked if I was gonna go meet for coffee with another old coworker from a different job. So, just to put in perspective, on Friday night I was supposed to hang out and get coffee with a previous job that I did. Okay, uh, with a coworker, just one, and then the after that. At the same night, I was supposed to go to the co-worker's birthday from another job that I worked. And then on the Saturday, I was supposed to go to my present job co-worker to their home and hang out. And the next day, I was supposed to go to my present job's co-worker's birthday thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. It was like past present, future kind of, kind of thing was like all visiting me. And I, you know, a lot of them were catching up with me and it was nice, but it was exhausting. And, um, so by the way, that coffee thing on Friday, um, turns out it wasn't just a coffee thing. So I ended up spending more than I wanted to because they actually invited three more people, Or, sorry, two more people. Sorry, I can't count. Two more people, so it was a group of four of us. And we went to this fancy-ass pizza place. And I was like, oh my god, but let me tell you, the drink I had was freaking amazing. It was like a smoked whiskey. It was really cool. Did I have the money to spend on it? No. Um, Do I hate myself for spending the money on it? Yes. Do I regret it? No. Um, But... But here's what I have to say. Um, I It felt nice to kind of treat myself because I have been for the last few months just being super frugal about stuff. So it's been it's been nice trying to do like the little things or whatever, even though they like, cost like $15 for a drink. Like, that's crazy. Fuck. God. So I was super exhausted. And then, of course, my anxiety with the money was like, like my heart rate was racing. And I had just enough to get to gas, to get to gas, to get gas for my car for work for this week. So I'm just hoping, you know, Friday's pay is going to cover that, my insurance coming out and everything coming out, you know, (laughs) not only that, you know, we got rent coming up. So yeah, I don't think, um, what was I even what was I even going on about? Like, the fact that I'm stressed. That's, that's all. I was meeting with a lot of people, and, um, you know, just how I show up for them, too, comes up a lot. Like, I have so many different people that I meet with, and I, you know, I, I show up differently to them in the different groups. I mean, for the most part, a lot of them know me to be similar, um, from what I understand. You know, I'm, I'm super analytical of myself. I, I don't know if that's, like, a, a problem. But, yeah. Yeah, I am. I like to know the feedback. I like to hear how people feel around me. It's nice. And even the bad stuff. Even the bad stuff. And I need to hear it to an extent. I need to understand that I make someone uncomfortable or something like that. And that also came up for me as, like, you know, um... A lot of the time, I think that I am creating a boundary that's really, really firm. But, you know, there comes times when even I mess up and that's, like, I don't even realize that someone doesn't get that. I just created a boundary. And so I think instead of terms of how they're stupid and they don't understand that that's a boundary, I think in terms of how can I do better so that that... I can tell people boundaries in different ways from now on. And I, I really mean this. Like, I think it's really a strong and powerful thing to be adaptive. To be adaptive to other people's needs. Because, you know, they, there are a lot of young people that I also have been speaking with. <laughs> it sounds so fucking weird. Like, oh uh, yuck. But yeah, like, there's just been a lot more... Um, conversations. And it's very interesting because, you know, you're you're hearing from the perspectives of even more different people. Like, you know, I already was talking to, like, older people, and um, younger people before, but it, it really was interesting to hear, like, a, like, different perspective in another country, for example. And... There's just so many variations of people. It's fascinating to me. It really is. And um, not that anyone is a science project, by the way, because I also hate that. People are not a fucking science project. They have real feelings. And it is sad that sometimes I can't can't be there for other people. And I beat myself up a, a lot about it. Is that I cannot be present for all. I know that sometimes I will come across as being the closest person to that person, but unfortunately, that's not how they come across for me. And it's not the fact that I'm being a bitch. It's the reason of I love a lot of people. I just really do. And when you do have that kind of desire to meet lots of people, you tend to have a higher percentile that is, cl- like, is not close to you. And I have very few that are close that I actually consider mutually close to me, and I'm close to them. It's a very small percentage. And I probably have... 2? 2.5 people that I find that are close with me. And unfortunately, that... Is not any of the online people I've met so far. So I mean, what can I say? I mean, if I upset someone, um, and they probably, if they do listen to this, you know who I'm talking about. And um, when you, when you're ready, we can open that discussion. But unfortunately, like right now, it's not the time for me to really like dive in. I'm not trying to avoid it, but there's just a lot going on, and unfortunately. I just can't bring myself to spread myself thin because that's what I did before. I did that a lot, and it, it killed me li- almost literally. And I it makes me so sad that I can't be with it for like with people all the time, and that I can't be um, always the most understanding, and I can't be the most open and the most honest and the most. I don't know, kind person to them. I'm always going to be someone's bitch in their life, or I'm always going to be someone's fun person, or I'm always going to be someone's, um... I don't know, something. And just, this is how I'll show up. But I have to continue to practice to not let myself feel so beat up about it. Because it does break my heart, and, um... I don't think people realize that, but it really is the price you pay for being an extroverted person. It really is the price. You deal with a lot of people judging you, and to an extent, like, I mean, put, putting myself on social media, that fear, because I know what it's like to always be judged. You know, I was the the mom of the group for high school for a long time. I I swear to God, and, you know, a lot of them could... Say like I put myself in that roller, blah 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 blah. A lot of them put me into it for like, you know, it's it's a fifty-fifty kind of thing. In my in my perspective, it was fifty-fifty. And I just think that it's it's super important that I don't let that happen again. I'm not anyone's parental figure, I'm not anyone's special person. I'm just me. I'm just a soggy sock. I am not interested in finding my other sock at this time, but I'm interested in finding other socks and learning from them is the best way possible. And, you know, high school especially taught me that um, giving the most positive version of yourself is not always the best. And being afraid of other people's judgment is not a good thing. Like, you should be open to it. And it's not like I didn't want it. It was just that it was to the point where people were so fearful sometimes of me that they, and not fearful in a way that, like, I would, like, go beat them up. But, like, psychologically, people were, like, afraid of me because I, like, felt like, like, God, if I talk about my past, I really need to do a separate episode on the bad the good, the bad, and the soggy, um, maybe that will be the next episode where I'll talk about in depth, um, my experience through kindergarten to, um, high school, the end of high school. I will talk about it. I think it's important for me to acknowledge it. I, it's a lot of stuff that for a while I found unimportant because I was so focused with family life and, I think this is something that my school friends or my old friends, at least, my childhood friends especially, don't realize is I had a family. I had a family and they fucking hurt me so badly. I took out on everyone I could. And it's something that, you know, I used to even joke about because I was a fucking crazy child. And I used to get so entertained with being such a tough-ass bitch and that I could, like, you know, fuck someone up and whatever. And, like, I could, you know what, like, who cares? And, like, a lot of people think that I'm so sure of myself and, like, that's confidence and whatever. And, like, I was not confident at all. Like, fuck, man. Like, I was the most insecure little being ever. And... Um, when I look back at photos of myself, I just look miserable. I like I didn't take care of myself and didn't brush my hair. I let the acne take over <laughs> all over, and which is fine. But like you know, like I didn't wash myself for for a long time properly. I was um really not dressing myself. I was un, unhappy with like looking a certain way. I didn't want to look too girly. Um, I wanted to look like boyish, but I also wanted to like make sure I made a point in high school that I can be sexy and I can do this and I have duality and, you know, I had all of this stuff, like all of it. I had all of it. And first, you know, some part of that questioning my sexual identity, questioning, um, like what I'm even into sex wise in general, um, the disappointment of not even being the one to lose it, you know, first. And, like, everyone, everyone thought that I would. And that was a big thing for a Little. But to me, it's not important. And it never has been, actually. Because, again, I have so much trauma from childhood. And this is where it's funny because, like, I don't look at high school and, uh, and elementary school as, like, bigger things in my family life. I think what really like set me off a lot of the time was the influence from my family life and the, and the transition into foster homes and how difficult that was. And I think that, um, I, I always wished that one of my friends would come and be a friend and like, just listen and just hear me out. And I felt like I always had to kind of fight for that right to be able to be vulnerable. And although they might not have intended for it to be that way for me, and maybe they did, I don't know, because of course they're dealing with stuff too, and I was kind of reliable. So for a long time, I held in my, my insecurities and I didn't really get the friendship the same way I was giving it. And, um, but there were also times in elementary school, especially where I was being super mean and aggressive and rude and putting people down left and right and I seriously sometimes I can't even if it weren't wasn't for the fact that I went to a small school we would seriously not be friends and no one would like me <laughs> for real for real but because we're all forced to like get to know each other um, see each other grow for like ten years straight you know there's some magic that happens <laughs> and you suddenly like tolerate everyone and. I think that's what's kind of, like, sick about it. It's, like, my fucking family. I learned to normalize the behavior because I just was stuck with it. It was something I was used to. And clearly nothing was going to really change. Um, So I might as well just accept it. And that's probably what a lot of them did for me. And that's probably why a lot of them left me later on in life. Like, they just realized there's better people that will treat me better out there. And also, in turn... I thought the same thing about them. And there's better people that have treated me much better than them as well. And, um, no tea or shade. I think though, um, I grew up in a super, like, everyone really loved tea. Oh my God. Oh my God. Especially this one girl. She really loved tea. Oh God. Like she's a little thing, but she could talk so much shit and it was crazy. Oh, and (laughs) of course, Miss Soggy, me, um, I also did, I enjoyed it, the cattiness of it, I learned it from my sisters, my eldest sisters, and I learned that, you know, like, being, like, a fucking crazy bitch, and, like, you know, standing around, not making people fuck with you, and, like, knowing all the tea, knowing all the gossip, hot gossip, was a cool thing, it was a cool flex, And, um, me and her were so bad for each other. Like, we really stunted each other's growth. So I'm so sorry in advance, um, to, to her. Because I, I know that both of us are so capable of being, like, genuine and great people. But because we were so stuck in, like, the old ways of things and we couldn't, for some reason, escape. I'm not sure for her anymore, though, because I I don't obviously, um, talk, talk to them anymore. But for me, at the very least, I know that I'm, I'm capable of a lot and that over the years I've changed completely, um, or at least not changed, but I've allowed myself, the parts of me that were stunted in growth, I've allowed them to grow, like, you know, I've allowed the branches of forgiveness to grow, I've allowed the branches of um, compassion to grow, sympathy for others, you know, patience, patience, yeah. So let's talk about patience. Um, you know, I, I will I will keep that as an episode, so be patient with me. Haha. <laughs> but preservation. We'll start with, okay? Preservation of someone's peace. As part of the conversation around patience. You know, I talked about my childhood just, you know, a little bit ago. And I've talked about Um, my week. And I've talked about how I know all these people and that all these people have different perspectives of me and everything like that. And when I say that I am protecting my peace, the way that I see it is I'm protecting the peace of me that sees the best version of others. It is the most open-minded version of myself. It's the peace that I create in order to Cultivate meaningful conversations with others and never have that diminish. That's what I mean for me. That's what preserving my peace means for me. It doesn't mean my peace is being preserved to be an asshole and that I'm an asshole and that I'm going to preserve my peace because I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. So fuck you and take your feelings and walk out the door because you're disturbing me. And I said what I said and, and let it go. You know, I find a lot of people, <laughs> and I I would know I would know because I was a little bit of a, a little fiend, a little bully. I mean, I wasn't a, really a bully. I, I wasn't a bully um for a long time. I was a bully for since, like grade three or four. Like I was like, Ew. we'll talk about that though later. But yeah, at some point I was, of course. um, You know how how it goes. No, I'm just kidding. Like. It shouldn't go like this, but unfortunately, the the tendency, this is the tendency. It's not how it should go, but it is a tendency to happen. But, um, yeah, I see a lot of people who are bullies, like, you know, even into their teens and adulthood, come for other people and say, you're disturbing my peace. I'm going to fucking let you go. You know what? You're disturbing what I'm talking about. And I don't like it. I don't like your opinion so you know what you're disturbing my peace. I don't mean that. If you're being a fucking cock and like I mean like you're being a real fucking stupid stubborn ass bitch about a certain topic and you think that you're preserving peace and you're gonna use that argument because you just cannot handle a single criticism is such a low a low 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 move. It is the lowest move you can make is using this flowery fucking language to further your ways of being an ass. And I just don't know what to say to people like that. Sometimes I think that it's best to move on. Although I would love to be vengeful to them, but I really have to like practice the patience that fighting with fire doesn't create the best. And I talked about it last week. And I'm trying to work on it. It's really difficult, but my god, I really want to stick the finger at my superintendent sometimes. I really just want to, you know, get upset. <sighs> but I'm, I'm trying to, like, exercise the patience. And it's, um, you know, for the most part working. I mean, I, I really just stick the finger when I know, like, at least I know that, or I think they're not look, looking at me. Stick the stick it up at their window. I'll be like, oh, fucked. Um... Like, you know, like, I just get so upset sometimes by things. And, um, I think this is natural for people. Like, you get upset by things and it's frustrating, but you know, outwardly, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Or at least most people that ha- are a little more learnt with their emotions and regulating their behavior. They, you know that it's not appropriate to go and attack someone outright, but... There are limitations, of course, because we are human and we're flawed. And so we make the mistakes sometimes of letting the emotions run us. And so patience really comes into play when you practice um, these things. And so as I am navigating through my adult life, I'm trying to find more and more ways to develop patience and recognizing when I am getting frustrated like for example yesterday I was super upset with kind of like the way stuff was going and I guess I'm super sleep deprived as well so I've been having not only trouble sleeping because of the time change but because I've been having like triggers again um I was sexually like um assaulted and um So at nighttime, sometimes I have like panics and I have to like do a a new word that was given to me was rituals. (laughs) So I have like these like weird things that I do and I have like to protect myself in a way. Like I try to protect myself so like I don't feel uncomfortable like or I have to get up and like just I can't sleep. And I have to sit and, like, watch a ton of videos or something and tire myself out or listen to, um, who is it? I listen, I listen to this guy, Joe Scott. And I, his science videos are really, really cool. And his history videos. But his voice is also, like, it's really soothing. It's super soothing to me. So I like to listen to his videos. I don't know. And they help me fall asleep. They're very comforting. Um, except when I, they're really like interesting and I've seen them before or like, I haven't seen them before, then I stay up a little bit. But yeah, for the most part, I just play his old videos and then like, I slowly will fall asleep. And it's nice because I have things in place, but sometimes it gets really out of hand. So like these last few nights have been really out of hand where like nothing was working. Nothing. Nothing. So, just no sleep, and, um, the bags under my eyes were really telling, and, of course, everyone at work, especially, like, the older ladies, they're just really good at it. Raj, this one, this one lady, just, like, um, just, like, mm. I was, like, oh, yeah, today I'm feeling, like, really good, like, I was, like, oh, like, I'm feeling really happy, I was, like, how are you today, and, like, she's, like, oh, no, no, I can see it in your eyes, you look Tired. And I was just was like, what? Because I actually felt genuinely good. And I was like, I looked in the mirror. I went to the bathroom and I was like, holy shit. I look like a raccoon, bro. And uh another another thing that proves me wrong all the time is how much my body is in sync with my um mental state. My body freaking knows that I I'm not functioning pr- right, but my sometimes my brain will have me like process things where I think that everything is fine but in deep deep down in my subconscious of course I know everything is not so of course my eye bags were very prominent I slept a bit today but I can see even I'm looking in the mirror and I'm thinking mm, this is not good this is not good um so hopefully I can figure out the stuff and have those hard conversations on the weekend because I am having a psychological assessment done on myself, which means having a lot of hard conversations about my personal life. And I think that's another thing that's bothered me about like having no patience for people is that so I'm hanging out with all these different people, I'm meeting up with them and like, you know, um, there'll be little things that they do. Of course, that upset me. It's not like all sunshine and rainbows. It's not like I love people all the time. People are disappointing and they will constantly disappoint you and they will put some trauma that they have had onto you. And it's not like I don't like what they have to say. It's not like I don't want to listen to them and lend them a shoulder. It's just that I don't have space for it sometimes. And Especially these days, like, I feel like I'm running on empty a lot of the times, and the little bit I have fueled up for myself gets used up so quickly because there's so many people, and it's learning to create even less relationships. Like, I have to, like, really, like, settle down and stop trying to meet new people all the time. It's, it's like a bad habit, in a sense, um. Again, I try not to um get to know people all the time, um as deeply. But I, I tend to find it comes out a lot. I I don't know if it's just the way I'm not seeing that there's something I keep asking, or if I'm just I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a problem sometimes, but you know, I'll be disappointed by these little things. And then of course, when stuff happens like at the grocery store, for example, where I don't get my change back properly, or I go to a restaurant, and I don't get my change back properly. Like, you know, or I do laundry and I don't get my change back properly, or I go to the vending machine. And I don't get my change back properly, like properly, sorry. Um, you know, little things like that, that add up over time with my change is just an example of, like, how much patience I've been putting out in the universe. And then finally, like, it was, like, 90 cents, okay, like, that I was missing for change. Finally, I snapped and I was like, no, give me my change. Give me my fucking change. I didn't say that to her, but I was like, uh, excuse me, um, you forgot to give me my change. And she just kind of looked at me like, um, bitch, it's 90 cents. And I was like, bitch, no, I need my 90 cents, okay? It would get me stuff from the vending machine at work. So, you know, this is just the little things. Patience is a virtue and I'm starting to not have it anymore. <laughs> um, I'm trying to preserve the peace, like I mentioned, and it takes a lot. I'm trying to continue and be diligent in the things that I need to get done. I need to fill out a lot of forms I need to prepare a lot for my future. I need to make sure that I figure out a plan for moving out, going back to school, um, dealing with my landlords, taking them to court, etc. It's just a whole kerfuffle of things. It's a lot going on at, at one period of time. And I think that not having really like anyone in specific to me that I can rely on, as emotional support and always bouncing between people is another issue that I have, um, for myself. And that's definitely something to deal with. I, I mean, like, like I said, I have two closer people into my circle, but, um, even that I say very loosely because the two closest people to me this year are completely different from the two closest people to me last year. And, um, Every year it's really a different person and it's, of course, the most authentic version of myself in the very present that I share with them, but it's also difficult because um, I also know that they're dealing with things as well. And so sometimes I don't want to share certain things with them either because of that. And I know that's kind of shitty to do to myself, but I also know I, at um, some extent I have other people that I could share the the stuff that I omit with others. I don't know. Um, but it just is what it is. I, I have no patience anymore. I felt really frustrated. My coworkers, Yesterday, like, they noticed, like, I was a little upset and they were trying to give me advice and I love advice, but I was kind of, like, saying, like, i was just trying to say to them, like, you know, I like the advice you're giving me, but the thing that I want the most, actually, is just someone to listen to me. And I don't think people really understand that, that instead of giving me advice, instead of nitpicking or looking in deeper to things, and I think this is actually why people tell me things so in depth and why people have started to like really like open up even faster than before to me, um, is because I have become a better listener. I have become someone that doesn't say very much when they share and I think that's what's comforting is to have someone that can exercise control I mean I have a lot of experience I do but you know what I know that not every single time that someone shares something I have to give them an in-depth response as to why they should try this thing out or why they should regulate in this way or that it could probably be this like I know sometimes that all they need to hear is like you're doing a good job You're doing the best you can. Good for you. You know, you should be proud of yourself. I think you're doing a great job. And these are like sentences I say a lot, actually, because I genuinely mean them too. And I don't think people also um, mean it genuinely when they say it, but I, I really do. I really get proud of people for putting themselves out there because I think of it like how I am. And I get proud of myself, and I wish sometimes someone would just tell me they're proud of me. <laughs> that would almost make me cry a little. Oh, oh, I'm gonna just give myself a little pat. It's okay. But, um, you know, uh, it, it's just difficult in this world. There's so many different personalities, so many different ways to be with other people, to exist, coexist, not exist. Um, but for the most part, we all just want someone to tell us we're doing a good job. And patience is something that is needed in all of these areas. And it's been a frustrating week for me. And I just think that I kind of am out of patience because no one has really given me an opportunity to really just be proud of myself, you know? I feel like a lot of the times I get criticized for things like constantly. And, um, I think I was mentioning this. I I could, it could have been in one of the like 10 minute intros that I cut down. But one thing that really scares me is that if the platforms that I am on resulted in me having a bigger audience with more people, it will give me a little bit of, tri- like, triggers in a way because when I was growing up, I had to deal a lot with how people's opinions um, really affected me and that I-, I took a lot of it to heart. I did. And it hurt. Because I was only trying my best and I really just wanted to see, like, to show people I'm doing the best that I can. And it just never felt good enough. And I think that, like, talking about my past and, like, all the, like, little skeletons in my closet. And having myself be exposed for things or um, exposed for things that I did when I was a kid just seems... A, ridiculous to me that people do that, and B, um, completely dismisses all the work that I've done till now, and that's kind of why I cut off my family, because, bitch, I have put in a lot of fucking work. I have, and every day I'm doing the best that I can, and I can't help but still want that validation from my family, but I know it's not that- I know that I'm never gonna get it and and truly like I really won't get the what I want and I have to just settle for that and continue on as best as I can so it just it just is a hard truth it is a hard one anyways um I think I'm going to stop the episode here it's I don't know it's It's a lot. I feel like I'm just ending on these, like, darker notes. And I mean to end on, like, a happy note. Like, so I hope everyone is trying their best to, um, stay positive, be happy, genuinely, be present with other people, go meet new people, don't meet new people, learn to be okay with criticism, learn to be okay that others might not like you and that others think of you differently than how you think that they would. And, I don't know, just be responsible for yourself. I just hope everyone just learns how to be responsible for themselves and that, you know, there will be more people in the future that I can talk about and, um, I mean, not talk about, but talk with about how they're dealing and navigating through life and how you're being responsible with your life and your actions. And it's important to me. I think it's really important to me that people are more intentional with how they're living their life every day. Um, It's going to be a new experience. And so to all those people out there that are struggling um, with identity, I get you. I understand you. So um, share this episode with people if you find that it might be relatable to them too. Um, I'd like to get more reach on my podcast. It would be nice. And I'm going to keep checking if Belgium is number one. Um, We'll see if America's catching up. Toronto is making um, waves though. Toronto is really breaking in. So shout out to the six. Um, I don't know what you're doing here, but I hope it's no one I know. Fuck. And, cause that will be crazy. Let me tell you, that's gonna be a really like, gonna give me anxiety. I'm going to have a panic attack. But, that's fine. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um... I've been posting on Instagram, but, you know, again, I gotta work on the follows. So, you know, I, I don't, social media is not my thing. And you know what? I just organically will let people do what they want. If you just like to listen to this, just listen to it. But I still will plug it at the end. I'll do like at least the bare minimum for now. Okay. All right. So that's about it for me. Have a great week. I will talk to you all soon, or at least talk to the walls of my apartment. (laughs) And, um, I will have an episode hopefully on Sundays. I think that's the day that I'm going to consistently like post is Sundays slash Monday mornings. All right. All right. See you later, alligator.